Ah, uh, hello, Ambush, and welcome to this episode of the Desert Tiger Podcast. Here with me, your host, Colton G, and I thank you so very much for being patient with me over this last little break, but we're back, baby. And today brings an incredible guest in Juno Award winning RB and Motown singer Sean Jones. Oh, yes. And today we're diving behind Sean's brand new song, Weekend Lover. It is a friggin' fantastic jam, especially if you're a fan of that 90s RB sound, because we see. One Sean Jones returning to that sound, one that he was very comfortable with when he was in a a boy band back in the early 2000s. In essence, you may have heard of him, but now, yes, Sean is returning to this R&B sound, and we are diving into the decision, the motivation to finally go back into this after a couple of mo. Town Records after 2018's Take Me and the boarding sessions in 2019, which saw Sean team up with a West Jet. It's pretty uh, exciting to have your music played on planes across Canada. So we're going to dive into that and how from there we lead into this new single, into an upcoming new album that is going to be coming are away as well. We're going to talk about some health scares, some things that Sean had to go through as well, and what it's finally like to get back into the booth and to potentially get back into the stage, that live event scene soon as well. All of this and oh, so much more as we dive into this conversation here today about Weekend Lover with Sean Jones, and it's all brought to you by DesertTigerMerch.com, where you go to copy yourself something to represent the show. And now that you know who it's brought to you by and who our guest is, it's about time that we jumped into this conversation with the sensational Sean Jones. Let's go. The Desert Tiger Podcast. All right. Can you hear me? You are. Yeah, I can hear you, Sean. How's it going? Hey, you know, man, I am uh, doing okay. Busy day today, but uh, I'm, I'm, I am well. How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing fantastic. Uh, busy day as well myself, but I mean, I, sometimes I think that that's better than the opposite, so I'll take it, right? Dude, there was... There was times last year where I was like, am I ever going to be busy again? I wonder. Hmm, not sure. So I'll take all of this right now. So, yeah. Of course, it all has to come in a wave, though, right? It can't come, like, progressively. It's just like, hey, the country might reopen. You might have live shows again. Go! Absolutely. That's exactly what's been happening. And I'm, I'm like, diving into, like, some acting stuff. And so I have, like, three auditions literally just came in today and it's just like, Oh, I got to do like three self tapes tonight. Okay, cool. No problem. Wow. So stepping into that world as well, the thespian arts. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a, it's something that I've actually kind of been interested in for a while, but I haven't really had time to really hone the skills per se, you know? And, um, it's funny, just over COVID, I've just had a, a chance to like get with a, a great acting coach and, do some one-on-one stuff and, and get an agent and 
Yeah, I landed some stuff this year. So, I mean, sky's the limit, really. Yeah, it sounds like it. It sounds like you've already started to make a couple strides inside of that scene, which is very, very exciting for you. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. I caught a, uh, I caught a Christmas movie this year um, called Sisterly Christmas. So it'll be out, I guess, at Christmas time. Um, and it's going to be on the Oprah Network. So uh, yeah, man, it's a, it's a small little, it's a small role, but I'm in quite a bit of the film because I'm like my, because of what the character that I play, but it's, yeah, man. Yeah. It's uh there's some cool stuff happening. Awesome. I'm very excited to hear that and some cool things happening with a new album potentially on the way as well. Yeah. Well, you know, um, this has been in the works for quite some time. Um, funny enough, I started this journey to do this kind of like new record because uh, i haven't been doing r&b per se like i did with my first group in essence um uh i've been doing more you know motown revival type stuff very adult contemporary um and it's worked like it's it's been good for me um i did the the west jet boarding session so my music is playing on their planes and it just fit like really really well um but i had a, a hunkering in my heart to go back to the stuff that inspired me back in the day, which was 90s R&B. And, um, and so I was actually uh, putting together songs for this pretty much in like 2016, 2017. Like I started like putting together stuff and I was actually going to put it out under a different name, like a complete, not Sean Jones. It was going to be Sav Boulevard because um, my daughter, uh, her name is Savannah. And I was like, oh, you know what? I'm going to name this album and the, the project Sav Boulevard. And I got everything kind of ready. I didn't have, I had a lot of the songs, um, you know, I had a logo ready and everything. And, and then it just got kind of put on the back burner because I was doing, because I got asked to do the boarding sessions and, um, and I was just finishing up another record and it just kind of got put on the back burner. And then um, I was with my producer, Murray Daigle in Vancouver, actually. And uh, well, I think we were filming some some stuff for the boarding sessions and we were in the hotel room and he's like, let me hear some of this stuff that you've been working on previously. And so I played him some demos and he's like, oh, man, he's like, yeah, 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 yeah. He's like, yeah, like I can see where you're going with this. Um, what else do you have? And I started playing him more. I sent him the whole entire like Dropbox and we started we started talking about it and uh, and we started writing. And then the the actual pandemic happened. And uh, my voice actually, uh, weird story, but in 2019, at the end of it, my voice was feeling really tired and I couldn't hit falsetto notes in the whole nine. And I wasn't sure what the deal was. I thought I was just overly tired because it had been a busy year. So I decided, you know, I'll just rest it because it's Christmas time and January, February are quiet anyway for singers and performers. Um, and then in February, I had a Valentine's Day show in Calgary. And I just couldn't hit the notes that I wanted to. Um, and so I came back here and I got with my doctor and, you know, she scoped me and she was like, oh, there's a polyp on your on your vocal cord, on your left vocal cord. And I had had a polyp before, but it was a small one. And it was we were able to just do some exercises, inject it with some steroids and it flattened itself out. And I was good to go back to normal. This one was bigger. And she's like, we have to operate. And so she got me in really quickly. I think it was about March 7th that I actually went under the knife. And basically March 10th, 
they like closed all elective surgeries because of the pandemic. So I got in like right, right before everything closed down. And the problem with this surgery is, is that it's like a six to 12 month recoup, uh, recuperation. And so, and I had to do, I had this record that I had to record and I had my show sold in the city um, at the castle that I do every, I do every summer. Like I've got this residency that was about to start. Oh, it was going to start in like June. And so, you know, I'm like, I don't know what's going to happen, but I had to get this done. So I got it done. I rested, recuperated Murray, uh, me and Murray collaborated, um, online, um, virtually writing some more stuff for the actual album going back and forth. And basically we, as soon as June hit, um, so the city obviously was canceled last year because of the pandemic, but studios were still open. And so very carefully, I went back in the studio before it was really time for me to go back in. Um, but I was very careful and I ended up recording a, what I feel like me and Murray feel like is a really, really great album. It's got 15 tracks on there. It's a really a concept album. It's a nineties R and B. Um, and if you love nineties R and B, you will love this record straight up. Like I, I really do feel that way, um, that strongly about it. Um, the lyrics are great. The melodies are nice. It's got like smooth harmonies all over the place. Um, and so, yeah, we, we ended up doing it and that is where we're at right now. And so I've put out a couple singles. The next one comes out July 30th, Weekend Lover, um, which is my real, I guess you could say it's kind of like the real first single because the other ones, the other ones were singles, but I just didn't have, because of everything that was happening with COVID, the lockdowns, this and that, it was just so hard to try and get everything together in terms of like media and PR and shooting a video, like, holy shit, like this, it's just been crazy. So this single is the first single that I've actually had a time, had time to like work with Strep, who's been absolutely amazing. Um, uh, you know, putting, getting the PR together. Um, there's going to be a video shot literally next week. Um, so that's all going to be done. Uh, the music is ready. Like I've got everything together for this release and the ones moving forward. And so, um, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited about it. And I, I love the tune. Like, I think the tune is really, really great. Yeah, man. Awesome. And I really love the story behind this, where it was inspired years ago and just for various reasons, no matter what it happened to be, it's like, okay, well, we've got the boarding sessions with WestJet, which like, why are you going to say no to having your music played on planes all across Canada? Like foolish not to. Plus you got to cover some incredible songs too. And then like you had your 2018 album, Take Me, which also came out sort of that same style, like you said, that Motown, but eventually it just became so undeniable that like, even though you were waiting to like heal back and even you yourself say maybe it had been a little bit earlier but like the vibe the feeling had finally become so undeniable after all this time it's just like no we got to get this done now yeah man and you know and it's um it's an interesting thing and i've never really spoken to anyone about it um but you know i live in we live in canada and you know there's a certain market that's here and so you know, as an artist, 
you you start to make decisions um, based on you know what's viable and what is not. And you know I've you know over the years um, I've done a lot of covers, a ton of covers. Like when people hire me to do corporate stuff, it's a lot of cover stuff. It's not generally a lot of my own stuff, even though I do throw that stuff in there as well. Um, you know, but they love me doing the Motown stuff and, and my, my recreations of it, my reimagining of a lot of these like classic hits. And so if you know that that's where the money is, sometimes that's where you head to, as opposed to um, doing what it is that's, you know, truly inside of your heart, because you're wondering, well, am I going to lose the business if this is the direction that I go? And so, you know, um, ultimately, I finally just said, you know what, I'm, I'm at a point in my career where um, regardless of whether this goes go- good or bad or if I lose whatever, it's just like I need to do this. I need to do me. I need to be me. Um, and, and so that that is literally what's on this record. And, I, you know, it's like I said, it's 15 songs, 15. Like I could have stopped at eight. Could have stopped at 10. And I was just like, no, nah, there's more. There's more at all. And there's and there's still more. Like there's stuff that we cut that we didn't even include on the album. So there's still more tunes out there. I don't know. Well, like you said, the album's been in production for five years. It's been 15 years since in essence was doing their thing. So I mean, 15 tracks is uh quite a bit, but at the same time, that's 15 five plus years of trying to finally get this energy again and there's no saying that you can't go back and make another motown album again right oh absolutely not you know like that stuff will always i feel like it will always be there um it's just yeah i had to get i had to get real with myself and and be true to myself and not to say that the other like i love the records that i did before i really do i feel like we put our heart and souls into them in the whole night i just i just feel like i probably would have done this record sooner had I not been thinking so much with like the head and, and the pocketbook. And it's uh, and it's just something that, you know, many artists uh, definitely deal with. And I definitely applaud those that say, fuck it. I'm, I'm doing me and this is it. And whether it goes or it doesn't, this is who I am. And, and that's it. Um, you know, sometimes being, sometimes being good at more than one thing is, can can be tricky too right because i'm like i'm very good at doing the motown type stuff and being on stage and being charismatic and bringing people back to that age and time where people actually performed as opposed to just walking across the stage and you know doing this it's like you know um but at the same time like i said uh this music that i've got on this record i'm, I'm really proud of Awesome. Well, let's dive into this upcoming track, because like you said, you feel personally like it is the first true single because you finally get to put a little bit of emphasis, a little bit of oomph behind it. So take us a little bit behind this new track, Weekend Lover, because I love this song. It's such a jam. Oh, dude, thank you, man. Um, I remember sitting... uh, this track is so old. I won't say so the, the the creation, the first like ideas of this tune are so old that I we put on an extension in our house 
I think it started in like 2018 and it took like a couple of years to get done. And I was, I used to, I have, I finally have my music room that I like, I made, I had to have this like music room made as part of the extension. Finally, after all these years, like we've been in Hamilton, Ontario for 11 years or something like that. And I was doing, I had my piano inside of my bedroom and I had my laptop on top of the piano, literally like, you know what I mean? The bed, my wife's like, my wife's there at night. You know, I'm like, (laughs) the lights are turned off. I got my laptop on, I'm I'm dimming it down. Anyways, it goes back all the way to then. So it must've been 2017, 2016, maybe when I first, the first like idea of this song came. And, um, and I just remember and, and getting that down and then, and, um, and then the song just kind of evolved and I started writing it and I pretty much wrote the entire thing. Um, but then I went to record like a demo of it and a guy named Donnie Anderson who is an amazing singer. In fact, I think he might've been even a finalist on back in the day when Canadian Idol was still going on. I think he was a finalist on Canadian Idol, amazing singer, but he's also an amazing songwriter. He's got a bunch of like country stuff, uh, country hits that he's been a part of. And, uh, and so we sat down and he basically just ironed out a couple of lyrics here and there and made sure everything like felt good in past tense and this and that. Uh, and that was it. Like it was, it was pretty much done. And then I got with Murray who took all the sounds that I had put together. I do a lot of pre-production um, so that everyone has a really great idea of where it is that I want to go. Sometimes like I don't have the ears for the sounds. That's the problem. Like I'm not an engineer at all, but Murray is. And so he listened and he was like, okay, we just need to replace this sound with this and this with this. And anyways, um, The idea of the song was always about hitting the clubs, seeing someone that you want to hook up with or whatever. You have a good time, but then you have another good time, maybe the next day. And maybe it's another good time the next day. And then all of a sudden, Monday rolls around and you're kind of like, oh, shit, do I like this person? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I want to hang out with them again. This wasn't just... This wasn't just like a one night stand. Like all of a sudden it's like, I, I think I actually like this person. And it comes from a real place. I mean, me and my boys, when I was with In Essence, I mean, we were a five man boy band and you can imagine the damage that, that, we, that we did back in the day at the clubs. Um, so, I mean, it's not, it, it is something that I, that I definitely went through back in the day. Um, yeah, my wife's gonna love hearing hearing this on this. <laughs> but it is, you know, it's real. And and I love I love writing about that kind of stuff because it is real. And I think that love is is so complicated. It's more love and relationships are so much more complicated than they make it out to be on fucking TV and whatnot. Like it's it's real shit. You know what I mean? And and emotions get involved. And when you give yourself to somebody, um, sometimes it is just a Wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. That's it. But sometimes you can fall into that thing where it's like, wow, like, I, I think I like you. Now what? Right? And, and so that's what kind of weekend lover is about. Like, am I just a weekend lover or is this, or is this something more? And even one of the lyrics in, like the, in, the, in the pre-chorus is like, um, you really want to spell my baby? 
And everyone fell on my heart. Never gave a second thought about love. Now I can't see us apart. It's just like, yeah, man. Like now, now, now what am I going to do? So yeah. Anyways, that, that's, that's where it started. This is where it's at now. And it's finally seeing the world. And I've always thought of this as like a, a roller skating jam. Always. I've always thought of this as a roller skating jam. And that is the video that we're going to shoot. It's actually inside of a roller skating scooters, roller palace, right by my old high school that I went to Clarkson. Um, they finally like, well, they, they've opened up, um, but they're allowing us to shoot in there. Um, so I've got some skaters, some real skaters. Cause I, I can get on the skates. I've, I actually used to roller skate as a kid. Um, I'm not, I'm not good with it. Like I'm not, I can't do all those like crazy dances and the crazy legs, but I'm getting guys that can. <laughs> and so it'll look good. It'll look good on camera. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. That's the idea, man. It's going to be fun. You got to bring in the professionals. And I mean, maybe, maybe they can teach you a trick or two too. Cause you said this is being shot next week. So maybe, maybe the skates get put back on who knows, but well, you know what? Yeah, I'm actually going to have to go and grab a pair of skates. Like, I literally need to go grab a pair of skates because I, I need to make sure that I can at least stand upright for this damn thing. Or else we're going to have to change the storyline to, like, something like, you know what I mean? I meet the girl, and she, like, tries to teach me, and I'm falling on my ass all night. Like, maybe that's, maybe that's the storyline. Who knows? Turn it into a little bit of a comedy piece. Exactly. It could be that. Who knows? Who does? Yeah, it's it's like the last year. You got to adapt on the fly, right? Dude, that's what I'm talking about. Entertainment, baby. It's you you, you can plan, you can plan, but nothing. You can always you got to plan for failure too, because nothing ever goes according. That's just it, man. That's what I'm talking about. Awesome. So you mentioned that you finally get a return to some of a uh, past feeling there with the vibe, the R and B. You get a return to. The music videos as well and if all things go well soon we could be returning to the stage so how exciting is it to finally have that opportunity to not only release these songs but to potentially put them in front of fans wow yeah i'm super excited about that like i can't wait to get on the stage and deliver these songs with the same energy that I used to deliver the Motown stuff with. Like, I can't, I can't wait. Um, I, the, you know, I have, a, I have a live show on the 24th. It's this drive-in thing for a, a jazz festival here, the Beaches Jazz Festival. And I'm going to be premiering like five or six of these tunes with my live band. And I just, I can't wait. Like, I can't, it's going to be so dope just to finally play these tunes live for people and get a reaction um yeah man i'm 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 so stoked so stoked yes it's it as live streams are one thing but uh having comments and like hearts go through your feed is not the same as that immediate feedback that you get from a crowd whether it's claps whether it's cheering whatever it's just not like nothing replaces that no man no not at all um i'm i'm so looking forward to that and i don't know you know what I mean? Like I only have that one gig right now in terms of like something live. Like there's a lot of like virtual stuff that's going on still. Um, but I, th- I feel like all the companies are getting tired of that too. And now that we're, you know, cause it, it's just not the same. Like I know they, we had to do it back, back then, but I, 
the the result just wasn't as exciting as anyone, you know what I mean, thought it was going to be. And so um, I'm hoping that now that, you know, at least in Ontario, like 50% of the people have been double vaxxed um, and we're going into like this stage three thing. Hopefully the live stuff is going to start to really come back. And I'm fingers crossed. Like I said, I have a residency at Castle Loma, this beautiful castle in, in downtown Toronto. And um, I'm hoping that that will come back. There's still time for it to come. Like we normally go to the end of August. And so there's still time for to, to, to head back out and do, uh, you know, six weeks of that. Uh, so we'll see what happens. Even just a short run, right? Make the most Even of it. Even a short run would be amazing. And I know... The people of Ontario, the people of Toronto would love it because everybody has just been starved for live entertainment. Like they just have, man. So, yeah, we'll see. We shall see for sure. I have one last question, Sean. Are you ready for it? Yes. All right. So we have talked about this progress of once again, re-embracing some of that, those roots, that R&B sound, the time that it has taken to craft this album. So what I would like to know now is over this time, how has it helped you grow as a person or what has it taught you about yourself? Well, I think like I was alluding to before, I think it's just taught me that um, to be myself, you know, to follow my heart um, and to just, and to just go, don't hold back. Just, just, uh, just 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 do what you know you need to do and what's inside of your heart don't don't think too much with your head um and 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 you can't go wrong with that because at the end of the day whether or not this album is successful or not i put my heart and soul into it and i did what i felt was right and so after you lay it all out and i'm i'm a i'm a sports guy so it's just like once you lay it all out on the field you can you can go home and be you can be disappointed if something doesn't happen, but you'll never be you'll never be like oh and thinking about it for the rest of your life. You'll never do, be doing that. You're just gonna be like you know what? it didn't work out. On to the next thing, right? Um, and so that's the way I feel right now. And um, and I've also learned that everything takes time and nothing comes before it's time. And so you know I wouldn't have wanted you know, the pandemic to come about. But uh, because of the pandemic, um, I was able to, you know, get my voice dealt with, have surgery, not miss any gigs whatsoever, still record an album, still get all my virtual shows and everything else done that were available last year, and still have enough time to continue to recuperate. Because literally, you know, I'm feeling finally like at about 90 to 95% at right now. Like I'm still not 100%, even from last year. And that's just the nature of, of the surgery. As small as you think it is, oh, they're just taking a little tiny thing off of your vocal cord? Bro, like it's, it's a real thing. It takes time. And so, um, you know, it, it all just worked out. And every time something is not, going the way that I planned, I just have to sit back, calm the voice in my head and say, you know what, it's all going to work out and it's all for a particular reason. And I have a 15 song album that is about to come out. Everything is, everything's moving. And 
Weekend Lover, Finally I Have a Chance, which, you know, is one of my favorite songs on the record, is coming out at a time when everything is loosening up. Um, you know, like I couldn't have planned it better. Like the pandemic is, is almost at an end. And finally, here's this, here's this single that I love that I feel is really, really strong. That's coming out right at the right time, right in the middle of summer. Like what, who planned that? It's just, it just happened the way that it happened. I don't know. Couldn't write it any better, right? Couldn't write it, man. I'm telling you, it's crazy. Yeah, you just got to believe. You just got to believe in something. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I thank you for sharing that perspective and this piece of this journey here with us today on the Desert Tiger Podcast, Sean. Oh, dude, thank you so much for having me. Really, really appreciate it. Glad you enjoy Weekend Lover. I'm telling you, when you you hear the rest of this album, if you love Weekend Lover, you're really going to enjoy the rest of these uh, the rest of these tunes trust me oh i'm very excited i cannot wait <laughs> amazing man well thank you very much dude oh am i hope that you enjoyed this conversation here with Sean Jones as we dove behind his incredible new track weekend lover which you can find right now on your Favorite music streaming service when you're there, hit follow. Kashan has a new album of this R&B style coming your way very, very soon. You should also go ahead and follow Sean on social media so that when he returns to the stage once again, you can find yourself inside of one of those crowds near you. Yes, and with that, it's now time to give Sean a final roaring DTB thank you for joining us here today on this episode. And I need to thank the team over at Strut Communications for setting this conversation up. I need to thank Chairman at yourpodcasteditor.com for making it all sound so good. And I need to thank you, the ambush, for tuning on in, for supporting the show like you love to do. If you've yet to join with the Am, it's as easy as subscribing to the show and you can also help us grow. Bye sharing this episode, giving us a five-star review, or by heading on over to DesertTigerMerch.com, where by now, I'm recording this like weeks ahead, we should have restocked the large and the extra large in the Black Lady style running short. We should have the running shorts in red too, and we should also have some men's athletic shorts in the DTP. That DesertTigerMerch.com web store by the time this drops. So head on over there. Copy yourself something to make yourself feel cool for the remainder of the summer. And with that, it's now time that we say our bye-byes. But not before I tell you. Go and find your roar and then let it out into the world. And let them know just how powerful wondrous, incredible, amazing, and beautiful you and your roar are because you are all of these things and oh so freaking much more. And I hope that you believe that deep down into your core. And until next time. Bye-bye. The Desert Tiger Podcast.